They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And the guy that we know today is Eli Delaney. He is the creator of the follow-up rock star system, which is all about using email magic to manipulate people's minds, which is whenever I'm asked to explain marketing poorly, I'm like, I manipulate people's minds. But I know that Eli is the real deal because we had a conversation a few weeks ago. At the end of it, he's like, you know what? It's kind of off the top of his head. He's like, you know what? Uh, send out an email that says this. Just started dictating off the top of his head. I'm, of course, writing down furiously. Like, sure, send it out. I sent it right out, and uh, within a couple weeks, I had actually landed a client directly off the responses from that email, which got as many responses as the last four emails I'd sent to the same list. So I know that Eli can do the thing, and I'm going to have him share somebody he knows with you. So Eli, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's my pleasure to be here. Lots of fun stuff, and I yes, love hearing yeah. that. I love hearing yeah. the results you get. Yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> excited to see those. Because you know, there's, there's lots of people I have on here, like I know they're good at what they do, mm -hmm. but to be able to actually kind of do it and be like, oh, let me show you, right. and results. Um, so ordinarily, this is, the, this is where I ask you, what makes you awesome? But I think I already answered that question, but uh, <laughs> I'll throw it back to you anyway. What makes you awesome, Eli? So I am, I'm a automated system strategist, which is a really about how do we use the tools and technology that we already have? Everybody has their their email system and their CRM system and their te the technology stuff that most of us in, in the business world already own, but really don't use very well. And mm. I show you how to actually use it properly with building better relationships. That is really the key. It's the language you use. Uh, one of the phrases that I love to use is, it's not about the technology. It's actually about the psychology. How do you uh, build... Yes that and you were a great example of this i love the way you you shared the story of what happened you and i had a conversation and I, I said okay use this you know use this language we wrote out an email and i remember when you when you emailed me because you had emailed me and you and i are on opposite side of the coast or the country so you're on one coast i'm on the other coast and you emailed me saying i sent this out at 8 a.m which would have been i was i think it was 5 a.m for me um Right. And I've already got like a dozen responses to that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's what we want to see. And that's literally what I read at like 8 a.m. my time. I'm like, this uh -huh. is what happens when you do it right. When you actually have a cool conversation with people that makes it feel like you actually care about them, they will respond. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that's really where my superpower is, is where my magic is, is helping build that kind of language around communication with your your prospects, your clients, referral partners, pretty much anybody and everybody you meet. Awesome. So we're going to get back to that in a minute. But first, I want to go back to your origin story okay. uh, about when you were uh, I, I believe you were bitten by a radioactive computer that gave you super email <laughs> powers that allows you to shoot. web. No, wait, that's someone else. Um, so how, how did you. How did you first get started in the worlds of business? I always like to clarify my, my the audience I'm always looking to reach is people who are maybe they're starting entrepreneurship, maybe they're not, but mm -hmm. they they might say, you know, I don't know if success is for me. I wasn't born rich. I wasn't born connected. I wasn't born with with privileges and resources. So I don't know how I can, you know, if I can do it from where I am. So how did you get started? Well, if it makes anybody feel any better in a previous life, I was a roadie. Roadie. Okay. So I actually got it. I actually grew up more in the music world. I was actually classically trained in voice, um, did some competitive stuff, and I had this funny thing called stage fright. So I got out of that, got behind the scenes, did audio, did lighting, things like that. And if you know anything about the music world, it is not near glamorous if you're not on stage. Okay. Um, yeah. But we did that. I did that for a while, had fun with it, and then ran into a situation where I couldn't travel where I needed to. And 
I just went into a small computer shop in, I was in Phoenix, Arizona at the time, went to the small computer shop actually to get a cable for my computer and was like, uh, you guys aren't by chance hiring, are you? And they gave me an application. This was on Saturday. I took it back on Sunday and they said, can you start tomorrow? And that's how I got into the computer side of things. I really didn't know what I was doing, but I, I was eager to learn and one thing about my brain has always been I don't come from an entrepreneur family. I don't, you know, we did not, I, I come from blue collar world, but I always like, what can we do to make this better? My brain always thinks on how can we make that better, which tends to be a trait of entrepreneurs in general. Mm. And that's how yep. I ended up helping grow that business. Eventually, I saw that I couldn't make that business grow any better because the owner was stubborn went to another business, mm -hmm. um, did exactly the same thing. I helped them grow that business. We did all kinds of fun stuff. Then I realized I was stuck. I couldn't grow any further because the owner was stubborn. And I just kind of went through this phase a few different times where I finally am like, okay, this is ridiculous. I am unemployable. I need to go someplace else. I need to do this on my own because I can't put forth this much effort to literally have it all go to waste. And that's how I actually became an entrepreneur. My uh, first I believe that... Hmm? Nope. I think that's, that's Phil Pluch's definition of an entrepreneur is unemployable. Exactly. Yeah. And and the funny thing about it was that was when I, I realized that I, I enjoyed what I did on my own. I started my first company, which was Web and Graphic Design Agency. I knew nothing about business. And to be perfectly honest, the way that I found clients, I knew what I wanted to do. But I had no clue how to find clients. I knew I knew how to build websites. I knew Photoshop. I knew HTML. I was really good at those things because I'm a book learner. So I, I took it in and started doing all this stuff. The mm -hmm. problem is I didn't have clients. I had like two. And they happened to be people that my, my partner mm -hmm. at the time happened to work for. <laughs> two different businesses that she ended up working for. I ended up building websites for them. And eventually, one of the things that I had was my mom... Um, she was like, have you ever tried a chamber of commerce? And I'm like, Oh, chamber of what? And she said, it's a place where <laughs> business people get together and, and do business together. That's all I know about it. Cause she wasn't, she's not an entrepreneur either. Um, but she'd heard of it. And so she had mentioned it and I was like, all right. Um, I checked it out and I went to my first chamber meeting and I got sucked into it. And one of the very first lessons that I learned was by a guy by the name of Ray Golding. He goes, when you join any kind of organization, especially something like this, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. You have to show up. You have to build the relationships or else it's never going to work for you. And I took that to heart mm -hmm. and I became the, the relationship guy. I was, I was at every event I could possibly go to. I connected with people on a regular basis. And that's how I grew that business from myself working out of my dining room to opening up an office. I had five employees and we're closing three to five contracts every week, most of them within a 20 mile radius. And it was all networking. So I don't care where you're coming wow. from. If you just meet people, you can make this stuff work. That is fantastic. And, and uh, yeah, for anyone listening who wants, wants to delve into to how to do what he did really well, Go to book.guyonosaguy.com because there's a book about that exact thing he's talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you have a book about networking as well. You can pimp that too. But I do. If not, I do. <laughs> I so, do. I have what, a book called networking book? My Networking Book is called Networking Tidbits 25 nice. Quick and Easy Ways to Work a Room. Uh, you can actually get that on Amazon. Go pick it up there. It's, an, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, had a, I had a good time putting it together because it was stuff that I had literally done for over 15 years and finally put it into a book. Hmm. I will have to pick that up Yeah, because I do always like learning new networking mm -hmm. things that I didn't have to figure out myself. Yeah. And networking has changed a lot since then too. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're now in the, the much more digital world. When I started networking, it was, you know, 12 people from a chamber of commerce and the, you know, little tiny room at a pizza parlor, you know, yeah. now, now we're talking to people all over the globe on a regular basis. It's so much fun. Yep. Well, yeah, that's a, that's the amazing thing. You know, over the last year, and uh, I, obviously, standard asterisk and disclaimers, last year was terrible. The pandemic, people died. I'm sorry. But <laughs> last year was kind of awesome um, because I moved from having a network in southeast Connecticut, one county of Connecticut mm -hmm. that contained 250,000 people, to the English-speaking world. Yep. And was mm -hmm. able to go to events like Strategic Alliance Live and like uh, Gabe O'Neill's networking events and, and all these different things where I could meet people 
everywhere. And yeah, guests in this podcast I've interviewed in Canada, England, Mexico, Australia, um, and the country of Oregon. Wait, you're still you're still part of the U.S., right? Yeah, that that's debatable. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I, um, I think if you I think if you leave, we leave with you. I'm in New England, so. Yeah. But, you know, you know, the funny thing about that whole thing is, is, is I, I for years I have joked that it's not uncommon how the world has gotten so small. It's not uncommon for me to literally have calls with people with three different people on three different continents in the same day. Yep, And I, it is such a powerful thought process to realize how people are at your fingertips at any mm-hmm. point in time. You can connect with just about anybody you ever want to. Absolutely, yeah, it's incredible, um, and 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 the the quality of people too. That's sort of one of the things I want to demonstrate with with the. If people look at the the scope of the my season three interviews, mm-hmm. um, you know the like I I am not a millionaire myself. I will readily admit, um, but I am talking to a lot of them on this series, mm-hmm. and. It's simply yeah. because I reach out to them and say, hey, you want to connect to me on the podcast? And they say, yeah, I'd love to share what I know. It's not that hard to connect to. Now, if you're trying to sell them something or take mm-hmm. something from them, it's going to be really hard. But right. if you're trying to network and engage and find ways to be mutually beneficial, it's actually surprisingly easy to meet incredibly high quality people. Oh, yeah. And it's that's the fun thing about it. That's, that's how I've ran both of my businesses now is literally on meeting people you know i mean right above my head here i got this little banner that says meet cool people that is that is what i do is i i put you know i talk about the automation um i put automated systems in place in order to free me up to give me time to meet more cool people and mm. that's what it's about because my favorite thing in the world to do is to have a cool conversation with somebody and yep. you know it's like the call that you and I had and what we're doing right now you you are you and I are having a cool conversation we just happen to be letting everybody else in the world listen to it which is even better yep. for everybody involved because we can have this we can share the nuggets that come out of this chat and yep. Yep. you know if you're if you're manually doing everything in your business you just don't you're not going to have time to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i know, i know without a doubt the people that you meet are going to get you anywhere you want to go Yes. You just have to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's essentially how my mindset has shifted over the last year. I was talking to someone. I don't remember what they were talking about. They're, they're talking about some kind of ambitious, like nonprofit project or thing they wanted mm-hmm. to create or build or whatever. And they're like, yeah, but it would cost like $2 million. So I'm not even going to think about it. It's like, it's just $2 million. Well, go get $2 million. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Go get $2 million. <laughs> I said, well, someone has money. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, the one percent, one percent of seven billion is seven hundred million. Right. Right. Seventy million. Seventy million. (laughs) Um, So, like, find a few of those 70 million people and Mm -hmm. get them to give you money. Like what? Create a value for them and a reason why they'd want to and then go Mm -hmm. meet them. (laughs) <laughs> and I need to back myself down and be like, oh, wait, I need to explain how this works. I can't just be like, why don't you just go get $2 million? Right. Well, and and that's that's where, like what we're talking about right now, this is so important for people to, to listen to because there are, the world is such a small place and it's so easy to find people that think at a different level than you're used to. Mm-hmm. That it is phenomenal. And that's why I, I highly encourage people to embrace the world that we live in right now, the technology that gives us the ability to have these conversations. And yes, there is such a thing as Zoom fatigue. There is, I mean, that is a real thing. I don't discount it, but it opens up the door to be able to have those conversations with people that you would never have an opportunity to even be in a room with, but you might Mm. be able to get in a Zoom chat with them or a clubhouse room or a chat on Facebook. I mean, I've made some amazing, amazing friends literally just by commenting on somebody's post and them reaching out to me and saying, Hey, Eli, thank you so much for that comment you made. That meant a lot to me. And we're talking big name people that you might recognize that mm. they yeah. actually yeah, had that. I found it emails. Yeah. You can do it with emails. You can do it with yeah, social with- media. I mean, it, it's so, so easy to find those people 
and have a conversation. And when you're talking about the, the well, it's going to take $2 million, so I don't know that I can do it. A lot of times it might take $2 million if you were literally just say, okay, this is what I want to do, how much to make it happen. But again, mm-hmm. we're entrepreneurs, we have to be creative. And so we might have this person that has this yep. skill set that they're willing to volunteer some time, which is going to cut that number down. And this company might already do a massive amount of volume so they can get you some supplies at a lower rate, which would cut some of that yep. down. Yep. And as you start getting these nuggets and piecing it all together, $2 million, maybe 250000 at the end of the day which yes, is a much more yeah. attainable for people. But we have to be creative. We have to think outside of the black and white AB mentality. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of other letters there and yeah. a whole bunch of other colors. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's definitely about you know figuring out how to make uh, – is it Tom, Tom Adson who says uh, make 1 plus 1 equal 11? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the strategic alliance concept, and yeah, um, well, that's yeah. and that is the mastermind, the mastermind concept. Um, I've I've always used it as one plus one equals three. Tom Tom made it even sound even cooler by saying one plus one equals eleven, um, but it really is. You have great ideas, and I have great ideas, but when we put our minds together and start, you know, basically bouncing these ideas off of each other, you're going to see my idea from a different perspective, and I'm going to see your idea from a different perspective, mm-hmm. and we can take those and make something that would never exist. If it wasn't for that slight little different nugget from a different perspective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, there's actually there's a, a crazy idea I've been noodling around, um, which you're going to be the first one to hear about. And then anyone listen to this podcast will be the next ones. Um, but so I'm connected with all these amazing people on the show. And I was like, what if we put them in a room together? Now, obviously, I could not get all of my guests into into one event, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking. I've got all these people. I have all their contact information. Not on a list, I realize. I'm going to have to go manually go back and re-extract all the contact info. All right, we need to talk, buddy. <laughs> but I've got uh, you know, I, I've got all their information um, yeah. that to recollect. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, it never occurred to me I'd, I'd, want, I'd have a reason to want to contact all my guests as right. a group. Um, but I'm like, wait a minute. I bet they want to meet each other. Yeah. I bet all these different, you know. High success and high quality individuals would love to be in a room together and yeah. meet each other, especially when they can, you know, go through the catalog of the podcast. And that, that's something I thought about is like, I have a catalog of people I know. It's called my podcast. Yep. And I, very few will take me up on it, but I say like, go look at my podcast feed or my webpage, which is really mm-hmm. easy to scroll. See who you like, listen to the episode. If you want to meet them, contact me, I'll introduce you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's so. So here's a nugget for you. Take this and run with it. Is mm-hmm. that literally go through, pick a day and a time, and just say, "I'm going to have a a virtual happy hour on this day, this time." Yep. And as I'm inviting all of my guests to come hang out, get to meet each other, see if there's any way that you guys can can get to know each other a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. Let me. Are you interested? Here's a link. And yeah. Keep it simple. You don't have to make it anything fancy, but then send that out to everybody that's been a guest on your show and just see how yep. many show up. Um, the Meet Cool People event that we do every week started as something very similar. It had nothing to do with a podcast wow. um, because I had a podcast at one point, put it on the back burner. I will be having another one soon when I actually catch up with all the other crazy stuff I'm working on. <laughs> but the the idea mm-hmm. was that when I speak in person, because when I before you know 2020 hit, I was going all over the country speaking every month, at least um, at least twice, and I, it wasn't the speech that was the most important thing. I love speaking; I have, I have a blast with it. But what would end up happening is afterwards, people coming up to me and thanking me for the content that I would share and that kind of stuff. I would say, you know what? I'm getting 10 or 15 people together. We're going to go have dinner tonight. I would love for you to join us. And I invite a mm. bunch of people together and we would sit down and we've had, we'd have dinner. We, you know, nothing better than breaking bread and having drinks to get to know somebody. And so I got to be yeah. known as the guy who would do that at every event. That was like the, that was my thing. And so what we ended up doing was when COVID hit and so many people were struggling with the, with the pivot that had to happen, especially my extrovert friends who have to be around people. They have to be in that environment oh my God, or else yes. yep. they start dwindling. 
um, I had a friend who was who uh-huh. was in kind of a dark place, and and she was just like, I just I don't know what I'm going to do. You could, I mean, I could physically see the depression on her, and I was like, you know what? I've been kind of thinking about this, but I think I'm going to do it. And so I put it out there and said, I, we're just getting together for her virtual happy hour. We're going to come in, hang out, talk about what's going on, see how we can help each other. Um, and that could be anything from uh, you need a connection, you need some advice on something you're getting ready to launch, or you just need to complain about the week. I don't really care what it is to show up, be ready to hang out. By the way, colorful drinks are encouraged. And I got a ton of people showing up. And now, about a year and a half, like, I think we're at like 16 months later. It's still going on. We still have this event. Wow! Almost every week, a couple times when scheduling conflicts happen. Is it just an happen. open Zoom room, or how do you? Yeah, it's just an open Zoom yeah. room. How do you structure and, it? And it's okay. literally it's people come in and hang out, and um, because of the size of the room, sometimes we have a lot of people, sometimes we don't. Sometimes there's four people, sometimes there's twenty people. It goes back and forth. I don't really care. I'm there to support one way or another. And what we'll do is basically, mm-hmm. I have a timer that's set up. Um, I use some fancy software so people can see and have five minutes pops up on the board and you got five minutes. And I say, you want to talk as, you know, you want to say what you need to say as quickly as who, as you can, who are you, how do you help your clients and what are you looking for the most right now? By the way, that answer to that question cannot be clients because we all need clients as a given. What is the other thing that you need? Whether (laughs) that is a connection, whether that is, I got this cool idea that I need to bounce it off you, off some people. Um, matter of fact, literally when, um, as of last night, we had one and we had, we had somebody came, comes in and is looking at doing a workshop and she was looking for some language clarity. And a couple of us bounced in and said, okay, here's words you should use. Here's words you shouldn't use because people don't know what that means. And helped her mm-hmm. clarify the title of this mastermind class that she wants to do and it was like it was life-changing for her because now she's like i've been struggling with this for a month like my first response is well why didn't you bring it to us sooner that's what we're here for (laughs) and that's what we did and i've had people who come in and literally they end up doing business together and i have one person who said that her business tripled because of the group because we put her in that environment of how can we Mm -hmm. help each other out and I like how you do that. You're not trying to make sure everyone gets heard because then everyone gets not enough time. Mm-hmm. It's it's who wants to raise their hand and stand in the center and yeah. tell us what they need. And then the mm-hmm. room tries to help. Yeah. And then on to the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it is a, it's a five minute per person. Well, sometimes we'll adjust it. If there's a lot of people, we might break it down to four, four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and since sometimes people don't need that much time, they're like, you know what? I'm just here to support because I don't need anything right now. And so it takes them a minute because they still say, who they are and how they help their clients. Because uh-huh. the idea is that no matter what, you need to be able to do that so people know who you are and how they can connect with you. And then, of course, you know, people are encouraged. Stick your calendar link in the chat um, after you speak. Mm-hmm. That way anybody can talk to you. And that. it has been phenomenal. I mean, the business that has developed out of that format has been just crazy. And... It, and the funny thing about it is you'll see somebody who will randomly come in that's a guest somehow that showed up that every once in a while, very rarely, you get somebody who comes in and they're all about the pitch. They're all about them. They're looking for clients. That's the only thing they're there for. Mm-hmm. They don't last. Yeah. Those people are the first people to say, well, I didn't really get anything out of the group. That's, I think that's okay because you didn't give anything. Yep. But the yep. people yep. who gave keep coming back because they get the value. They get the feedback. They get speakers. They get on speaking events that we have people who've, who've literally joined together and put on virtual events together. I mean, it's just been crazy. Some of the stuff that's happened, but it's I, a no I, pitch zone. I need to start coming to your meet cool people event. You do. I need You're, to meet some cool people. I mean, I meet lots of cool people, but I want to meet more cool people. All more right. Well, come, come join us next Wednesday. You're come as my guest. Just let me know. Let me know you're going to make it and I'll get you the link. Awesome. Okay. Um, and so for, for people who are listening who want to get that link, how do they get mm-hmm. in touch with you? Uh, easiest thing to do, go to connectwitheli.com, and it is E-L-Y. So connectwitheli, E-L-Y.com. Awesome. Um, okay. You can connect. You can find all of my stuff. You can. It's like a hub for everything else. You can go to my website. You can find me on social media. There's even a spot. If you want to book on my calendar and just chat, I literally call it a quick chat. It's not a pitch. It is literally so I can get to know you because I love meeting cool people. And that's that is my whole thing. So I make myself very available for that kind of stuff. The kicker, most important thing, though, 
if you connect with me in any social media site, if you send me an email, if you send me a text, if you book on my calendar, I don't care how you connect with me, say that you heard me on this show, that you got to me because of Michael. I will tell you, I get inundated with connections all the time because I am so public and I'm very transparent about, I want to talk to people, but the people mm -hmm. that go to the top of the list are the people that say, I heard you here and here's something I really enjoyed out of it. I would love to be able to chat with you. Ah, I, yes. You will get to the top of the list by doing that very, very quickly. Okay. So just please, please, please put that in there because I always, it's really important for me to know where people connect with me from. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like those, those uh, messages from someone that are like, hi. And you're like, hi. What yeah. If, if, if you, yeah. If you start, Nothing. if somebody comes to me with a high and that's it there, I don't even accept it. I delete it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or out of like I went to, so BNI is doing national networking, mm -hmm. uh, natural virtual networking events. And I went to one and I, you know, dropped my calendar link in the, uh, in the chat and my contact information. And I got two or three people respond, you know, who emailed me the next day and were like, Hey, yeah, I'd love to do a one-to-one. -one. And I was guessing I probably, they probably found me at the event the day before, but they didn't mm -hmm. say it. So I'm like, yeah. and you are, and you yeah. found me how? I think you know, people, they assume I know where I found you. Mm -hmm. So obviously you know where I, you know, right. people so do not let's, realize. Let's talk about that. Um, yes. Because, you know, communication is my gig. And especially I use email primarily. That's my, my best and my favorite way to market to people because of the simple mm -hmm. fact that email is a good way. I can control the conversation the way I want to. Um, but it, does, it doesn't matter what the medium is. Reality is, have a real conversation. Think about mm. what you say before you send it to somebody. So as a great example, you just brought this up. Somebody says, I would love to connect with you. Like, okay, why? What's the purpose behind this? Remember, we're all busy. And if you want mm -hmm. to get a hold of somebody, especially somebody who is actually busy, actually successful, and, and quite yep. honestly, their time is much more limited it's not that we, we've already established that there a lot of times people are happy to have that conversation, but you have to set the stage. Always look at this, set the stage. Yep. It goes back to the rocker in me, right? You know, go back to the, the roadie. We're setting the stage. Mm -hmm. What is it going to look like? What's the experience going to be? And if you're communicating with somebody, the very first thing should be why you're communicating with them. And it can't be a pitch. Okay. Don't pitch your stuff out of the gate. You want to get shut down. That is the fastest way to do it come at somebody with a, yes. you know, I saw you, I like, I heard you on Michael's podcast. I love this part where you said X, Y, Z. I wanted to connect with you and just tell you how much I appreciated that. Okay. Now that's a great opening to endear you to me because we have you, mm -hmm. you actually reference something that makes sense. Now we can have a dialogue. It's about yes. dialogue, two way communication. This is, and I, again, going back, I don't care if it says email, Facebook message, LinkedIn, um, text messaging, smoke signals, doesn't matter. Whatever it is you do, make it about the dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if you know somebody is a speaker, here's a cool little trick. You can actually say, now, now that we're start, things are starting to open up, are you, are you getting more live in-person speaking gig schedules? Because if you know they're a speaker, that's going to be a topic that they're going to be in, interested in and they can answer that question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's part of eliciting the dialogue. You're pulling answers out of them. And it's not a don't ask the question of, have you ever tried this thing for your marketing tactic? Because I think you do really good with it right out of the gate. Don't do that. Have the conversation yeah. first. And then if you have a great idea and you and I experienced that where you and I had a probably a 45 minute conversation before I even gave you that tip about the one email to send out yeah, uh, because we are already had the dialogue. And then I was like, you know what? This might work for you. Give it a try. Yeah. And that's when I gave it to you. And it did. And it worked. Yeah. It worked really well, which is awesome. I love hearing that. And the cool thing too is uh, when you look at that, never look at what's going to happen immediately. Yes, we want mm -hmm. sales out of the gate right away, but you just opened up the door. Like, I think if I remember correctly, you said about a dozen people replied to you before you made that sale. Yep. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. 
all of those people, if they replied to you, they wanted to have a conversation. Now you open up the yes. door to have that conversation. Now you just set the stage yeah. for a dialogue that could literally go on for years. And yep. when they're ready, as long as you keep the conversation going, when they're ready, they will reach out to you and say, all right, Michael, I think I need your help. I'm ready now. And a yep. lot of that is not necessarily dialogue that has to be they email you, you reply back. Because a lot of times those conversations will die on the vine. It happens. That's normal. But mm -hmm. by sending them, hey, by the way, here's something really cool I think is a great a great tip. Um, here, we didn't you Just earlier in this conversation, you brought up The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, didn't you? Um, didn't no, you? but I, I often do. Okay, so. I did just read it. So, okay, so I have that book sitting here right on my desk, as a matter of fact. So if you're watching the video, you'll okay. see this. I'm holding it up, right? You see me holding up yep, the book, right, cool. so I'm not, I'm not fibbing I here. See, it's like being a magic trick. You see me holding the book, right? I see, the, yeah. see you holding the book. Yeah, so anybody who's listening knows for a fact that I actually have the book sitting here on my desk. I keep this on my desk for a very specific reason. If I were to send you an email that says, you know, hey, Michael, I don't know if you'd read this yet. But this is an amazing book. It's The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. It's all about reciprocity, about building a relationship and coming from a place of service first, knowing that karma is going to come back to you at the end of the day. And it's a quick, easy read. You can pick it up, read it in a couple of hours. And I just thought you might find it useful. You know, if you've read it, let me know. If you haven't read it, go pick it up and then let me know on Monday. I would love to hear, hear your thoughts on it. Now you can buy the book inexpensive and you can get it on Kindle, which means you get it immediately. Mm -hmm. And if somebody gets that book and reads it, do they get value out of it? Pretty much guaranteed. I they would. That's pretty good. Pretty book. much guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they got, they got value out of it. Did I pitch anything? Was I trying to sell them anything really? No, no except a book. Except for a book. It's not, it's, and it's not my book. It's somebody else's right. book. So yeah, if I happen to use my Amazon affiliate link, I might make 30 cents. I think Amazon sends me like a, a check that buys me like a cup of coffee every year, right? Um, mm -hmm. So yep. it's not like I'm making money off of the book. And it's not my book because if it's my book, it's still self-serving. But if, I, if yes. I share this book with somebody and they get value out of it, even if we'd had a conversation and that conversation just kind of faded off because there wasn't really anything else to say, but then I share this that refires that conversation. They now look at the book. They might reply back and say, thank you so much. I've actually been meaning to read it. I'll go pick it up this week. They might not say nope. anything until next week when they said, you know what? I happen to have, um, I went ahead and, pick this up. I know you said to read it. So I bought it, read it over the weekend. And I want to tell you it was an awesome book. So let me share a story with you. I had somebody who replied to me, oh, probably about two years ago now. It's been a little while. And another book that I recommend is Ogmandino's Greatest Salesman in the World. Okay. Another short read for anybody listening. If you haven't read it, go pick it up. It's an awesome book. Um, please go buy it and then tell me what you thought after you read it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Reach out to me. Tell me that. By the way, you see what I'm doing there? We're starting a dialogue. Uh, yeah, a conversation. Okay. Now you get this in an email situation. So I get this email from, that was a reply to one of my emails recommending greatest salesman in the world. And she replies to me and she goes, Hey Eli, I want to thank you so much. I got your email about the greatest salesman. And I wanted to be honest with you. I've been in a really rough place and I seriously was considering shutting down my business. Now a little bit of backstory here. She, I had known her for several years and she has been in business for at least 20 years, but she was struggling mm. and she was, she's, and I didn't know this because we hadn't had the consistent dialogue. It had been a while since we'd actually talked, but she said, I got this and I've been really struggling. I seriously was considering just throwing in the towel, but I saw your email. I went ahead and picked up the book on Friday. I read it over the weekend and I cannot believe how powerful it really is. Thank you so much. You just saved my business. Wow. Pretty cool, right? Now, That's here's cool. Now, let's look at how powerful that is. Okay. We started reopened a dialogue to a conversation that we hadn't talked, we hadn't stayed in touch for a while. I mean, she was on my list, so she's getting my emails, and my emails are sent in a very personal feeling thing. 
but we didn't have a direct one-on-one conversation. So this was all using technology, using the automation, right? But here's what makes it even mm-hmm. better. Not only did I give her a resource that helped her change her attitude and help save her business, but I had written that email six years prior. <laughs> because it went into my follow-up system. It went into my ultimate follow-up, which is what I call the big massive thing. Now, Michael, you've heard me say this before. I'll say this for your audience. Um, This, again, I say this was written six years earlier. So I have a campaign. This campaign runs for over three years automatically, and I don't touch it. Meaning I could literally get hit by a bus today, and I'm still going to sell you stuff for three more years. Mm -hmm. That's automation. Okay, the machine just works. I take these kind of things, these tips, tricks, resources, I put them into a process that makes it conversational. So when somebody has a response, when somebody's ready to say something, and if something strikes the chord right, they're going to hit that reply button. And now we have a dialogue. Now we have a real Mm -hmm. conversation that might lead to, you know what, why don't we just pick up the phone? What's your number? Chances are, I probably already have their number, but we want to have a a quick conversation about it, but I build it once I put it into place and I let it just work behind the scenes. So I then focus on those people that respond back, which is quite a few. Actually, I get, I've got one guy who back September of this last year responded to one of my messages and he said, Hey, Eli, thank you so much for all the stuff you've done, the tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. You've helped me grow my business for, for several years now. Um, and yes, I've been on your list for a few years. My son's starting a construction company. I was wondering if you can help us with some marketing stuff. We started a dialogue. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. But you know, I wanted to f- figure out what quote unquote a couple years meant. So I go into my CRM system, my client relationship management. Basically yep. says attracts everything. If you don't have one, you need something. And we can definitely have a conversation about that. Um, you know, when you book a call to talk to me, ask about, the, you know, what would you use for CRM stuff? I can, I can definitely have that conversation with you. But it doesn't matter, honestly. Whatever you use is great. But here's the thing. Here's the fun mm-hmm. thing about this is that this person, he reached out to me. Like I said, I think it was September 16th of 2020, if I remember correctly. Um, He had seen me speak at a SCORE event. And for anybody who doesn't know, Service Corps of Retired Executives is SCORE. I used to be a trainer for them. It's a nonprofit organization that does training classes and counseling for startup businesses and stuff like that all across the country. Um, I used to be Mm -hmm. a trainer for theirs. and, And he had actually seen me speak in Scottsdale, Arizona, July 3rd, 2000. Wow. 10 years and three months later, he is responding and starting a conversation with me because of me having this system in place. Mm -hmm. And he first started it out with how much he appreciated everything that I had done to help him out over the years. Yeah. And all of it was automated. Wow. Yeah. So, so is it all sequences you built, you built ahead of time? Cause obviously mm-hmm. yes. you said you have a three year sequence. I assume that yep. over 10 years, you didn't just repeat a three year sequence. Yes, you? it was, it is a three year sequence. Here's a, here's a fun little side, little secret. After you build three years worth of stuff at the end, you could always get looped back to the beginning. Cause after three years are probably not going to remember anyway. Right. <laughs> so, um, and that's really what ended up happening with it after, after three years, cause I built it and I didn't build it all at once. I built it over time. Um, I mm-hmm. would build a chunk of it. And then before those ran out, I would add another chunk to it. I would keep adding and adding and adding a little, you know, a little bit here every month. And next thing I know, I had three years. I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay taking a break for a while. And mm-hmm. now the only thing I do is every once in a while, I'll find out something doesn't work the way it should. Like maybe a, a software piece that I would recommend. I've, I've switched to something else or maybe something doesn't exist anymore, but very, very rarely. Um, and I'll go through and I'll just replace those particular pieces, but the rest of it just works. And book recommendations are great because you look at classics like the Go-Giver, Greatest Salesman, uh, Go for No, uh, Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton is another great one. Um, these are ones that are classics that last forever. Mm, and yeah, that might just, 
makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah and actually, I, I think it's partly from our conversation, the earlier one that got me thinking that I had all these different resources. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my original thought was to do like a one week, you know, burst of stuff, lead magnet sort of thing. And then I had way too much stuff. I had like 35 things to recommend. And that's before mm-hmm. I started thinking about books and podcasts. Yeah. Um, which I need to start putting those on there as well. And then I was like, this should be a weekly email mm-hmm. that that's not like I'm going to put you on my list, but it's the value proposition. Yep. I have all these resources that solve your problems. At least some yep. of them do. Mm-hmm. It's free. Go go to resources.guynosaguy.com. Sign up for it. And people are like, oh, yeah, you put me on that. I, I haven't had one person yet who said, no, thanks. I don't want to be on your free resource email list. Right. Um, and, and if and they following... don't, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> But, you know. but but it's, it's one of those things where where like who doesn't want free research? And, and you know nothing in that is is mine my pitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, after two weeks it does say, hey, I'm going to add you to my my workshops and promotions list, mm-hmm. which you can stay on or not as you like. Um, but it it will do that. But you, they can just opt out of that and just keep getting the free resources. Yeah. Uh, well, and, then, and here's another cool little trick that you can do. That's it's a very simple thing. Is in your signature. You know, if you have something that's pretty uh, pretty standard, like maybe you have a a once a month workshop that you put on, you know, you could you could actually the PS, you know, you could have a PS. By the way, if you if do you by chance know somebody who might get some value out of this workshop I've got happening, I, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, you know, on the third Wednesday of the month. So you make it kind of generic to some kind of degree, so you're not putting specific dates in there. Yep. And that that's literally, that's a pitch. Okay. Now it's a soft pitch. It's relaxed. It's not pushy. It's like, you know what? Hey, mm-hmm. do you know somebody who might be interested in this? I do this. I'm doing this on the third Wednesday of the month. I'd love to see if we can, you know, get a few extra people that we can help in there. Here's a link. Check it out. Now, the cool thing is if they've already attended it, cool. They know what it is. And you're asking them, do you know somebody? You're asking for a referral. Yeah. And if they haven't, they might go, oh, wait a minute. I might be interested in that. Let me check it out. And they'll go sign up. And you do that every once in a while. Don't do it all the time. Change things up. But then you put it out there so it's very casual. It's an afterthought. I mean, you're you're old enough. You get this. Some people know the Columbo clothes. It's like, oh, by the way, you know. Uh And and I I love that. Everything I do is around that because it is a – you know, here's something cool. Check this out and see if it makes sense. Or, you know, oh, by the way, I have this thing. Uh, if you, if it's my something you might be interested in, I'd love to have you come check it out. But it's yeah. never, a, it's never a heavy pitch. Uh, I love people that. Don't, people don't and, like those. And I, I think the other thing that's important is to make sure that the fish can jump <laughs> in the boat. Because mm-hmm. um, you were, you were talking about the, you know, pitching up front. Now, in my attitude is I will take a 30 minute call with anyone. Yep. Um, and it's amazing how many people trying to pitch me fail to do that. Mm-hmm. Like literally, if you send me a LinkedIn message that say, hey, I want to try to sell you this timeshare in the Bahamas. Can we get on a 30 minute call? I will send you my link, which is 30 minute call for anybody, um, yep. which is, you know, it's a limited spot. And it'll probably book sometime in late August. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're in mid-July as we record this. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. I'll book yeah. it. If you click the link and you book it. Yep. And it's amazing how many failed to do this mm-hmm. either because they're like, yeah, so watch this video. And then just, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not jumping through your hoops. Mm-hmm. I'll do a 30 minute conversation with anybody. Right. Or they'll send me their link for an hour conversation. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I said yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, but- there's ways to play with that, that work. And sometimes, sometimes those things are appropriate because if somebody's, you know, if somebody's goal as upfront is to offer a service or something in that aspect, and there that's the transparency is we're selling mm-hmm. this something, we want to sell you this thing, then sometimes yep. setting that stage is good. And having some kind of pre-training actually helps. But you gotta have a conversation. It's gotta still be a dialogue. And if somebody says, you know what, nope, that's not what I'm interested in, that's probably not gonna be a good fit but you have the conversation yeah. well, and, it's still a dialogue and and, and the reason yeah you know, i'm probably not going to buy their thing yeah i want to have a 30 minute call because if they're an aggressive salesperson meeting a lot of people they know a lot of people they're mm-hmm. connected if they understand the value of a possible non-sale conversation yep then they understand you know non-competitive partners and competitive partners and yep and all this stuff and yeah and i, I at first i was worried like i'm gonna have to listen to a lot of sales pitches it's gonna be awful I listen to almost no sales pitches because although I say yes to everyone who tries to book a sales call, so few of them can actually land it 
even when I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, I will talk to you. Well, I need you to do this. No, no, no. <laughs> I will talk to you. Okay, yeah. let me connect you with my boss. I don't want to talk to your boss. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to talk to an appointment setter. Um, yeah. Because there's, you know, there's nothing there. But it's, yeah. it, it's amazing how many are our bots are not much better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, you know, your automated email has more personality than some of the people mm-hmm. I'm talking to on, on LinkedIn yep. and Facebook. And that's, and that's the goal with it. It really is. It's about personality. It's about um, building a rapport relationship with somebody, even though we're using that stuff come from a place of if I were to sit down and write an email to Michael talking about how amazing this book is, what would I say? Mm -hmm. And when you're sitting down and writing these, look at your client, look at that person and pick a person and write it to Mm -hmm. that person just like you would if you were to open up Gmail and just write that email out. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that's an epiphany I had um, part of talking to you and some others is mm-hmm. email list is another form of social media. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you make a post on Facebook because you want it to go out to that audience and you don't know who it's mm-hmm. going to. It's kind of this, this random blast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have a private social media. Yep. I can write an email and hundreds of people are going to read it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a social media post. They can't comment. They can reply. Yeah. So, which is, okay, I, I'm, I'm very publicly, public-minded. So I'm like, I want people to see the comments. I want to see the engagement and algorithms. Mm-hmm. But, but ultimately, it's about getting to a conversation. Yeah. Nobody makes a sale on a Facebook comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so then yeah. I realized, and that's, like, wait, and should, that's, that's yeah. the key right there, is it? That you don't make the sale off of a comment. It's the mm-hmm. conversation. And it's a... And like I said, all this, the way we talk about this stuff is so, so critical. Um, let me share another, another fun with, you know, a client that I got out of this. Um, if you're on social media and look for people who have questions about your type of industry, it doesn't even have mm-hmm. to actually be your industry. If you have an answer to somebody's question, answer it, but take a couple of minutes to actually answer it right. A great example of this is client who um, he posted in a Facebook group talking about, uh, and there's a lot of people know the term, um, the software Infusionsoft. And Mm -hmm. he said, I'm thinking of switching to Infusionsoft. I would love to hear people's thoughts and ideas about this. And of course, Mm -hmm. um, there's a ton of people that post, oh my God, it's awful. It's expensive. It's really hard and complicated. And then there's a whole bunch of other people who were, uh, certified partners with them that said, it's amazing. Contact me and I'll walk you through it and I'll get you a special deal. Okay. So you have haters and pitchers. Yeah. None of them actually posted real content, real answers to the question. And so I took a couple of minutes and I said, you know, first and foremost, we, we use it. We have used it since 2007 Mm-hmm. It does the work of two full-time employees for me behind the scenes. We have it doing all kinds of stuff. We've got over 80 campaigns. I don't even know. I can't even tell you how many emails run behind the scenes in our campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the things to look at. Here's what I love about it. And I put three or four pros. Here's the things that I don't like about it. And I put three or four negative things. And mm-hmm. then I said, if you do decide to move there, Here's what you need to be aware of before you do it so you don't get stuck and frustrated. And I gave him my two cents worth on on what he needs to do to kind of plan for that migration. The whole thing took me not even five minutes to write up, but it was lengthy. It's a good, you know, it's a page worth of stuff, essentially, in the Facebook comments. And then I said at the very end, I was like, hopefully this is helpful if you'd like to to pick my brain, ask, you know, anything. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Just shoot me a message and we'll jump on a zoom and talk. So I get a comment back later that day or the next day or something. It was like, Hey, Eli, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to answer this. Um, about a week later, I get a message from him directly. He goes, Hey, Eli, I don't know if you remember me, but about a week ago, you replied to my question about Infusionsoft and first and foremost, you're the only one that actually gave me useful information. So thank you. Second thing, would you still be open for that conversation? 
She's like, yeah, sure. So we ended up jumping on a Zoom. And we went through, talked about a couple of different things. Now, fun thing about this was that at the time, it wasn't even public part of our business that we did anything to do with that software. I didn't publicly pitch it to anybody. If you went to uh -huh. our websites, you would never know that we did anything with them at all. And we ended up having a cool conversation. And I said, you know what, if you want, if you want our help, this is how, this is what that would look like. I'm happy to help you out with it. And he hired us. That was over three years ago. And he is still mm -hmm. a monthly retainer client of ours. Wow. Because and I took five minutes and actually answered his question. That's all it was. Hmm. And, and yeah, when you think about that, cause I, I'm sure some people are like, yeah, I, I, I've done that. Nothing happened. But mm -hmm. you're taking five minutes to answer a question instead of five minutes to cold approach some people. Um, yep. And same things, you know, three or four of them won't reply. And then the fifth one will. And then yep. four won't. And then the tenth one will. Yeah. And so, you know, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Just kind of engage in those conversations mm -hmm. and provide. Yeah. The well, and the, and the key with it was add value up front. Show them that you are an expert without having to pitch. Because I didn't pitch yeah. him anything. I said, we are users. This is how long we've used it. This is why I like it. This is what I don't like about it. And mm -hmm. here's what I would recommend before you decide to to make that switch. And to be perfectly honest, this works for any software you decide to use. If you want to have more of a conversation, let me know. I would love to chat with you. Yeah, that was that purely makes... a place of service. Mm -hmm. And then when we got on the call, I answered his questions. And then after that is when I finally said, you know what? You know, and this is something that we can do. If you would like some help, this is what that would look like. Yeah. Wow, that sounds very uh, go giver. Yeah, and it's it's cool, and I love that. It's a to me, you know, when you saying that means a lot to me because you know I am a, such an advocate for the go giver mentality. I I love yeah. I love Bob. He's an awesome guy. I had the opportunity to to get to know him and interview him for my show a while back years ago, um, and it was because I was a big fan of his. And he and I ended up connecting on Facebook. You talk about people that you can connect to. You can connect to anybody. Mm -hmm. He, Bob, and I are friends through Facebook purely because he posted something. I commented on it that opened up a dialogue. I ended up having him as a guest on my podcast and we've been friends ever, ever since. And we, one of the, th one of the things, this is another really big thing about relationships. Don't always make it about the business. One of the reasons he and I are friends is because we're both dog guys. He's okay. a dog person. He's very much into the, the, yeah. the pet community. And he taught, he posts stuff related to animal shelters and stuff like that. And, and because of that, we have a connection. Yep. And that's, that's a huge thing. I was talking about that on my, my motivation podcast a, a mm -hmm. couple weeks ago that a lot of people are worried about being, you got to be professional on your business page, business things on business page. And, you know, I, I know a social media web design person who posts all kinds of pictures of her dogs because her mm -hmm. thought is if you, you know, very few are going to be like, ah, oh, I'm not going to work with someone that has dogs, but yeah. somebody might say, oh, wow. And if, and if they are like that, she probably doesn't want to work with them anyway. But exactly. They, but they may see the dog and go like, oh, neat dogs. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I try to be and, and what I what I pointed out was was, you know, how how professional is an animated gecko? And that's a <laughs> that's a car insurance, like one of the stodgiest industries in the world. Car yeah. insurance represented by a, a gecko. Yep. You know, and, and the other example I used was, you know, you, there's an expression as serious as cancer. Well, Aflac represented mm -hmm. by the Aflac duck has cancer insurance. It's right. cancer and insurance together. You can't get more serious than right. cancer insurance. And they're represented by a talking duck. Yeah. So, you know, if if you're not more serious than cancer insurance, then, <sighs> yeah. then you can have a little fun with your with your presence and your engagement. Well, and here's the thing. At the end of the day, people buy from people. Yep. They don't buy from companies. Mm -hmm. um, I've used this for years and I want you to just stop and think about it. Take a second and just think about how many real estate agents do you know? Dozens. Dozens. Okay. Great answer. Um, that's not uncommon. Very, you know, and a lot of times we know a lot of real estate agents. Um, how many, if you were to buy your house or sell a house today, how many would you call to say, can you help me? One. Okay. You know dozens, but you, I mean, you didn't hesitate. You immediately said one, right? Yep. 
the most I have ever heard anybody answer was three. Yep. And they said, I would have to struggle with figuring out which one of the three. Mm-hmm. And that was somebody who said, literally said they know hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Does it matter what company they work for? Yeah. Do you even know what company they work for? Oh, this one owns Roan, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You did. You did stop for a second there. But, but, really but I don't, I don't care what. Yeah, the brand's not important. Yeah, the brand isn't important. The company isn't important. You're gonna you're gonna go with the fact of whether it's a you know Remax or Keller Williams or whatever any of the other companies that are out there. You're going with the fact that the company they work for probably is a good company, mm-hmm. but you're not going with the company. You're going with the person. Yes. That is why people buy. People mm-hmm. buy from people. The only way you're going to get to get somebody's trust is for them to get to know you. You've heard uh, know, like, and trust, the KLT factor. They have to get to know you before they can decide if they like you, and that's usually the phase where they start to actually trust you. Now, pretty much doctors and lawyers are the only ones you can get away with the not really knowing or liking before you trust them. Uh, The rest Mm -hmm. of us actually have to work for it. Yep, yep. So getting to know the personality of a person, what they like, what they don't like, what their, uh, what their beliefs are, those things all matter. And that's where, you know, you get people to get to know you. They trust you. I have people who trust me, trust me and actually still aren't even entirely sure what I do, but they go, I, I just want to buy something from you because I, I know I can trust you. So how can I work with you? Because I mm-hmm. never got to the pitch, right? I know I just conversation never led there. And I'm not a big advocate for actually pitching when I don't think somebody's necessarily a good fit. And mm-hmm. it's when I have a one-on-one conversation with somebody where they can really dive in and see what it is that we do, because it's a it's a whole different creature. Yep. So does yeah, that make sense? That, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, because you awesome. get you need to build that that I mean I've there's a couple of courses I've taken where I was so impressed by the person. I'm like, you're teaching something cool. I'm mm-hmm. taking it because I want to be near whatever you're doing. Yeah. And uh, if that's your teaching, cool. Yeah, that's not the course I needed, but that's... you're teaching it. So mm-hmm. let's do it. That's a good yeah. place to be. You know, we we had a I used to joke about when 2008 happened before before everything blew up in 2008. Um money was flowing like crazy. People mm-hmm. were just buying people. It was a buyer's market in every aspect of, of the world because, or a seller's market in every aspect of the world. Cause you could have something people would literally walk into a shop, buy something, walk out and then look in the bag to see what it was. They actually bought. Uh huh. Okay. That has changed yep. for multiple reasons, but it's still based on the core principle that, if you can get somebody to know, like, and trust you so much that they want to do business with you before they even understand what it is you actually do, mm-hmm. that's an amazing place because they're sold. They're already sold. It's actually your job to tell them, no, you're not a good fit for me, which is not a bad place to be in business. True. When you can say, I thank you and I would love to work with you, but honestly, you're just not ready yet. Let mm-hmm. me point you in the direction of where you can get to that point. That's a good place to be because it also adds that next level of comfort where people are like, he didn't sell me. He actually said no because he knows that I'm not ready for it yet. Absolutely. That adds so much extra credibility. Yeah, no, I, I love this. this. This is all fantastic. And but we are coming to the end of our time. Awesome as this yeah. conversation has been. I was trying to keep it under 60 minutes because some people, if it shows up and it says one colon something, something, they're like, oh, my God, too long, skip. So, um, <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. But yep. sometimes, you know, to me, that's always a good sign of a good conversation. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. It's been great. So people can connect you with you at connectwitheli.com. Correct. And, and be sure it's E-L-Y, not E-L-I. E-L-Y, yeah. not E-L-I, E-L-Y, or connectwithly. If you think of it that way, <laughs> that puts the Y in your head. So connectwithalee.com uh, and you can get on his calendar, learn about that stuff. And thank you so much for being on the show. This has been fantastic. 
Well, thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure. I love having these kind of chats. It's a lot of fun. And for anybody out there, you know, like I said multiple times, book on my calendar, just chat with me. I mean, it's it's seriously, I don't I don't pitch unless I feel that it it's something it's a the conversation actually leads that direction. Other than that, I just want to meet cool people. So let's just have a chat. I'd love to get to know you. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV-Connect.com. December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.